Yo, boys, welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir with my good friend Trayton here today, previewing our week four matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, couldn't be more excited to bring you to uh, bring you guys this episode today. Um, and so we're coming off a 11 to 10 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Um, if you haven't checked out our reaction to that game already, it is up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, so, uh, how, Train, how, how are you feeling about this uh, this game coming up on Sunday? Uh, actually, uh, I'm feeling pretty great. Uh, and okay. I, I'm actually pretty surprised by that. But just the way this matchup looks, and then after what I saw last week, I'm feeling pretty confident. I'd I like to see it. Um, so, obviously, the Raiders, we can kind of jump into uh, how the Raiders have done this season. Um, this game will be at Las Vegas. Um this will be our first divisional matchup. So these games are super important. You know, um, all offseason Hackett was, you know, having the players walk around with the win the West shirts and it was up in the locker room. And it was just a big, you know, topic, um, not necessarily the topic, but just one thing that uh, Hackett emphasized um, and, you know, really put into, uh, you know, into the minds of our players this season that we do. These divisional matchups are going to be super important. I mean, if you if you think about it, these games are our, you know, our playoff games of the regular season. These games are what really matters. Um, they matter more than just re- regular AFC matchups when it comes to, uh, you know, seeding for um, who makes w- which which spot in the playoffs. You know, who gets home field advantage over another. Um, who's going to win the division? Um, you know, who gets possibly the one seed, two seed, whatever it may be. These games are super important. Um, I can't stress that enough. And so this, you know, this. Week four matchup against the Raiders Sunday um, on CBS, three o'clock. It's going to be super, super, super big um, for not only the Raiders, but also us. You know, the Raiders, the only thing that I can um, say to fans is don't sleep on this game. The Raiders, obviously, um, in terms of record, they're 0-3, the worst team in NFL, worst team in the NFL um, by record. But if you just look at the way, you know, I feel like one thing that I'm kind of uh, nervous about heading into this game is the fact that the Raiders are 0-3 and are looking – they're hungry for a win, and here we are, the Broncos, who I, I don't know. I don't know if I could see the Raiders going 0-4, um, especially with Devontae Adams hasn't been having too many big games yet. He had that big game uh, week one against uh, the Chargers, but you know I really feel like – the chart, the Raiders are not a team to be slept on uh, in this game, and we've seen it from uh, analysts already in uh, game pred- score predictions. So multiple analysts have already picked the the Denver, the I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders to win this one. What, what do you think about the Raiders coming to this matchup? Well, you know, I I really like just the individual matchups. You know, um, I think there's a lot of areas on this Raiders defense, and you know, and I, I I'm not sure if I said this last week on the pod, but um, the way that I look at this game and then to just the team overall is obviously after three weeks of very uninspiring offensive performances, you know, I, I, I think we're, I think we're due for, uh, you know, I, I think we're due for, uh, the offense to clean things up, get it together. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I really don't know, like looking back at last week, I don't know how much to attribute like the poor, uh, poor offensive performance. I don't know how much to attribute that to playing the statistically the best defense in the NFL. Um, and so this week, I mean, obviously I, you know, 
the the Raiders defense is a lot less uh, talented than the 49ers uh, scheme wise mm-hmm. and talent wise. And so I, th- I think there's a lot of areas on this Raiders defense that we can exploit, um, you know, perfect game for us to get right on offense, you know, um, the, and, and even looking at the injury report right now, uh, the, the Raiders one corner that, uh, I think could cause problems for us, the, uh, Nate Hobbs, uh, as of Wednesday, he did not practice. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think, uh, and obviously we'll have to monitor that throughout the week and see how he progresses. But, um, you know, with the, with, uh, Vegas potentially missing Hobbs and uh, Denzel Perryman as well. Um, I, coming into this matchup, and then Colton uh, Colton Miller was also a limited uh, participant in practice. So, you know, I think uh, too, and I mean the Raiders aren't that banged up by injuries yet, but those are some key players that they could be missing, and I think I think that just uh, slides everything in our favor even more. Um, but I mean, looking back at last week, I. I you know, a lot of people may disagree with this, but I'm a lot higher on the 49ers offense than I am the Raiders. Um, you know, and one, I think one thing we've seen uh, with this with this Raiders offense is that uh, they're having trouble getting uh, Devontae Adams the ball, you know, and that that's one thing I, I certainly didn't expect. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's a, I, I think that has more I think that's more or less to do with uh, offensive design. So I, I think this is a I think this is definitely a game with uh, what I mean what we're going to be seeing uh, defensively is I mean from the Raider and from the Raiders offensively I mean we're going to see a lot of questionable play calling at least that's what I've seen throughout the first three uh, Raiders games and then uh, just you know I I mean I I can't really attribute Devonte Adams uh, you know I think it was week two it was a uh, one catch for fourteen yards. And then this week, I, I think it was also, uh, I think he only had one or two catches. And uh, granted, that was for a TD. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it really seems like this Raiders offense is struggling to get uh, their top receiver the ball. I mean, I mean, Matt Collins has outproduced Devontae Adams two weeks in a row now. And not by, it's not close either. So, um, I definitely think there's some issues that need to be ironed out on the Raiders offense that I, I definitely think uh, Azero Averro and the defense can take advantage of. And I mean, just the way that I'm looking at this game, I mean, if you, if you look at last week, how hard we made life on Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. And I mean, uh, of course, Jimmy G is not, uh, not a top tier quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I would argue Derek Carr is probably a lot better than him. But I mean, in that night, that Niners offense, regardless of who's at, uh, who's under the helm, I mean, that is a that is a dangerous offense. What just with the weapons they have, regardless of who's at QB, that is a dangerous offense, and especially with uh, one of the brightest schematic minds in football. Um, and I mean, and I think just the way that I'm looking at it, you know, if we were able to get by last week uh, with that defensive performance, and then the offense was able to do just enough. I see absolutely no reason why the defense should have any trouble doing that to uh, McDaniels and the Raiders. And I mean, obviously, I, I think in terms of points, this Raiders offense is definitely. Uh, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely an offense. It's uh, slightly above average, and I mean, they can score points, uh, just not really the way that I expected them to. And when you're seeing issues like this with an offense, you know, that just struggling to get the ball to their uh, best playmakers, I really think that this is something the defense can take advantage of. 
and I mean, uh, just, just about every position group you look at down the line that we uh, went up against last week, the Raiders are weaker at just about every position pretty significantly. And so I, I guess I'm just looking at it as if we were able to uh, put on the defensive performance that we did last week, I see no, I see no reason why we can't do that this week uh, and even maybe at a, at a higher level. Yeah, if you look at it on paper, this matchup, we definitely should. I haven't uh, had a chance to uh, look at the odds by uh, Vegas or any other um, betters, but um, if you look at it on paper, we definitely, you know, offense to their defense, we definitely have the advantage that our defense to their offense, man, I, I bet you Ajay Rivero's licking his chops at that. I mean, um, talk about a Raiders defense that has given up 26 points per game through three weeks. That's completely awful. That's. Just their defense has not lived up to, um, you know, what their fans thought it, it could be, um, and now they're they're experiencing some injuries to the, you know, the best players on their defense. So, um, this, you know, on paper, this is a matchup that we definitely should win, but it's 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 all going to come down to preparation and game plan and coaching as well because um, we we've, we've seen, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say or take it easy on Hackett. Um, I think there's there's room, you know, there's a lot of improvement to be made but what we've seen from you know the product from him is we've we've seen him hurt this team in ways in you know multiple ways through the first three weeks of the season even though that we're two and one we very easily could be three and oh or we could even very easily have been oh and three because of him so um you know the games have been a lot closer than they should have been for the denver broncos we've been shooting ourselves in the foot the coaching um is uh often offensively slightly held back this team um well, not slightly. It's you know, it's we've left a lot of points on the board. I mean, it, it's un, it's unreal. Um, and so we just got to go out there and execute. I'm hoping, like you said, this is the week that our offense finally breaks out and you know shows what they can do. Russell Wilson is promising it in his pressers that you know once this offense gets going, this team's going to be unstoppable. And he's he's not wrong. I mean, this defense is ready to win a championship. Special teams has improved miles from uh, last year's uh, Tom McMahon, um, you know, performance there. Uh, but, you know, this team as a whole, I think we're really just one, um, you know, just one big leap by the offense away from, you know, being an unstoppable team. Right now in power rankings, the, Ra the Raiders are ranked about, you know, on an average around that 25th through 32nd spot. And then the, the Denver Broncos are around that 10th through 15th spot. So um, obviously, like I said, on paper. We're 100% um, favorite to, you know, win this matchup. But, you know, we're even seen by some analysts. They're saying that, you know, the Raiders are hungry for a win. Like, we uh, we don't know necessarily know if the Raiders at home are going to give up a fourth straight game. Um, and going back to the 26 points per game average that the, the Raiders defense is allowing, if you look at these these first three games, you have the 20 um, – the, the Chargers uh, defeat the Raiders 24-19 to 19 in L.A. Um, if you just look at that game – the Chargers, they they had a, a solid lead at them at halftime. They were leading seventeen to three, and the game ends up twenty four to nineteen. If you just look at that from someone who hasn't who didn't watch the highlights, didn't watch the game, you're probably thinking, okay, the Raiders they went toe to toe with the Chargers, who are a solid contender in the AFC. No, they didn't. They they had to make a late push um, by the offense. Um, it was kind of just like. I wouldn't say garbage time points, but they're not they're not getting off to uh, hot starts. And that, that leads us to think, you know, if the Broncos can get off to um, a hot start, you know, defensively and offensively and we can just hold on to a lead. I don't I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to come back and win this one, especially um, even even at home. 
Um, and even if you look at week two, um, they were lead. They uh, they had a twenty to zero lead on the Cardinals, and they ended they ended up blowing that. The Cardinals win twenty nine to twenty three in overtime. It's just completely awful. Josh McDaniels. Um, I know a lot of Raiders fans were uh, excited about you know him being the head coach of this team, but he's exactly what Denver Broncos fans you know knew he was going to be. As obviously we've seen him as the head coach of the Denver Broncos in the past, um, that did not pan out well at all. And then you talk about Week Three, the Raiders against the Titans. Um, the uh, Titans had a good lead. The, the Titans had a good lead on them as well. Twenty to. Uh, I'm sorry, 24 to 10 at halftime. That's another 14 point lead, and the the Raiders can only put up 12 points in the second half, um, and just barely they lose this one, 24 to 22. So in hindsight, it looks like I know a lot of people have talked about okay, the margin of victory um, from the Raiders' opponents is very slim. If you if you look at these games, they're just they're scoring points in an effort to make any sort of comeback. They're just not a good team that gets off to hot starts or any kind of strong start at all offensively. They're giving up too many points defensively in the first half. I think that's where the Broncos can catch them in this game. They just they have to get off to a good start in the first half, and I think it, they'll they'll guarantee themselves a win here. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that and that's another thing. I'm glad you touched on that because and that's one thing I've. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, I, I guess it's great as what we've seen in the last two weeks, you know, uh, the offense looked, I mean, just abysmal all game long. And then, uh, you know, Russ pulled the trick out of his hat uh, in the clutch and mm -hmm. we came away with the win both weeks. But at, at some point, and you know, that's great to have that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say ability, but I mean, it, it's great to have uh, an offense and a quarterback that, you know, can really perform when it matters but you know I, I would also like us just to be able to see us get off to a hot start and not even have to worry about that instead of seeing us come behind in the fourth um every you know every other game i i would like to see us just kind of hold a commanding lead throughout mm -hmm. and um and actually and and one thing you also mentioned is uh you hadn't looked at the lines yet and we are actually according to caesar sportbook we're uh we are a two and a half point dog and the football power index gives Vegas a 58.3% chance to win. Okay. So, wow. uh, I can't really say that I'm, uh, I can't, I can't really say that I see that one. Uh, I, I, I think it's definitely a lot closer than that. You think but it's bias? I, I, I really do. And I mean, I, I understand that Denver, like, I understand we've been very uninspiring the last few weeks. Um, but I mean, just looking at the matchups, I mean, we have the weapons, we have the like the offensive pieces to exploit. I mean, pretty much anywhere on the Raiders' defense, um, you know, and even like, I mean, and obviously, you know, one thing we talked about, the O line could have definitely been better uh, the the previous week. But again, I mean, that was, I mean, that's probably a top two, if not top one, defensive line in football. Um, you know, you got mm -hmm. uh, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, you know, I and. The Raiders, I mean, yeah, they got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has been a ghost uh, throughout yeah. the first three weeks of the season. Um, but, I mean, you know, you got Matt, Max Crosby. And if, I mean, the O-line was uh, definitely not up to par this this previous Sunday, but I think it was good enough. Um, I, I think there were a lot of opportunities there where Russ had opportunities to make plays with his legs and he didn't until the until the fourth quarter so i mean i think even if we could even just see a similar performance from them which and i i think they'll be significantly better than they were last week um because the you know vegas's d-line is nowhere near 
um, as talented as San Francisco's, but, uh, and I mean, just looking at the matchups, uh, matchups strictly on paper, I think this is a, I think this is a, a game where we could really dominate in pretty much in like really all aspects, you know? Um, and I, I think this is the perfect game to, for us to get right on, on offense, especially. And I think the, you know, after seeing what the defense has been able to do throughout the first three weeks, I, I have absolutely no worries defensively. Um, I, I do think PS2 and uh, Adams will definitely be a, a great matchup to watch. Um, but, uh, and, you know, when one one last thing I want to touch on before I give it back to you is uh, one thing you, you were talking about in the beginning is the importance of this game. Uh, yeah. and all, well, and really all division games. And I mean, if you look at our records right now, they, I, I, I haven't really realized how important this game is just with how the first uh, few games of the season and are just around the division have uh, panned out. I mean, Vegas is 0-3. Um, you know, I, and I, I don't have the exact numbers on that, on um, how many uh, – if we were to win this game, that would put, that would put Vegas at 0-4. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers on um, how many teams have made the playoffs after after starting zero and four, um, but or actually, hold on, the nineteen ninety would... the nineteen ninety two San Diego Chargers are the only zero and four team to ever make the NFL playoffs. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They give us an insane commanding lead over Vegas for sure. So. And I mean, what I take away from that, I mean, just in terms of importance, I mean, I think if you win this game, of course, never say never. But I, I mean, I think it's close to safe to say if Vegas loses this game, their season could very well be over four weeks into the season. And then after that, they got KC, uh, KC oh, at, uh, at Arrowhead. So, I mean, th- we're looking at the possibility, uh, and obviously it all depends on this game, we're looking at a really great possibility that the Raiders could start 0-4, if not 0-5. Um, and I, I think at 0-5, especially even 0-4, I think it's almost safe to say there that their season is over as far as uh, playoff as- aspirations go. And, um, I mean, and that just takes one less team out, out of the division, and then that puts us at 3-1. and one. And that puts us in a great position to, uh, to take, not, not only to take a lead in the division, but, uh, you know, and I mean, just... Looking at what we saw last week from the Chiefs, the Chargers, um, you know, Justin Herbert banged up, uh, Joey Bosa going on IR, Rashawn Slater out for the season. I mean, uh, and I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself because we're talking about the Raiders game, but um, I mean, just looking at this game in specific and then looking at what has happened even just in this last week around the division, this game is so crucial for us. I mean, I, I think this is a this is a game, especially if we can get right offensively and not just squeak by to a to a win like we have the past uh, two weeks. I think if we can really uh, get a convincing win here, I think this really really changes the not only the direction of this team but the direction of the division. Um, yeah, and it, it could even dictate the whole you know direction of the Broncos season. It, exactly. You know, I and I, I, I didn't really uh, realize that until, you know, right before uh, right before we started recording is, you know, I mean, this is a very, very important game in terms of and I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, if we draw this is a game we can afford to lose, um, you know, our, the season's not over if we lose it. But yeah. I mean, this is a game that would solve already. It would solve so many problems uh, four weeks into the season. 
this would, I mean, that's basically eliminating one team already from playoff contention. And then what, and then what you're looking at then is a chiefs team who is starting to show struggles offensively uh, similar to what we've seen last year. And, um, and then the, the charges, you know, they got a banged up Herbert and uh, well, on a banged up team, you know, uh, I mean, they've lost multiple key players for the season, if not for multiple weeks. And uh, I, I mean, this is a very, very pivotal game for us. You know, uh, I, I think this is this would be a this is a game if we win, this can help us take a commanding lead in the division or at least yeah. right up there with Kansas City. Yeah, I would 100 percent agree with the fact that how, you know, we can't stress enough how important this game is to the fans. Um, you know, now that we looked at like the, the, the number side of the things, we can kind of talk about the rivalry and, you know, the emotional uh, sentiment aspect of these things. Um, this game is so important from all, you know, all perspectives and, you know, points of view. This game is not it's not only about, um, you know, who's taking which record and um, who has what spot in the division, you know, seating and all that, all that. You know, this is the first game, you know, where we're facing, you know, Josh McDaniels again. I feel like if the players can, you know, really take on this rivalry head on, go into Las Vegas, go into that stadium and get a win, it'll be huge. I mean, talk about, you know, if your first divisional game of the season and you win, it'll give so much confidence and momentum for this team moving on. Um, we do have a, you know, a tough stretch. Well, it's it's not super tough. You know, we have, uh, you know, the Colts, the Colts aren't someone to take, you know, lightly. Obviously, they just defeated the Kansas City Chiefs. But, um you know, for the rest of the season, we do have some tough opponents coming up. So to get a divisional win would be super important here. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but if we don't come out of this game with a win, you know, it almost feels like a must win. I know I say we say this every week, but, you know, every game is a must win, and especially these divisional games. It almost feels like a must win. If, if we don't come out of this game with uh, – if we don't come out with a win, um, it, it just it just won't feel right because, you know, on paper – we, we definitely should win this game. And, you know, we've had so many showings so far through the first three weeks where it's gotten so annoying with the offensive not offense not getting off to the starts that they should be. Um, the defense is just – it's so – it's they deserve so much more, man. Talk about Zero Vero. You know, we've – obviously, we've – we just – you know, flirtly, we've talked so much, you know, well about him and how well he's done um, as a first-year defensive play caller for this team. Um, he just looks like he's going to – with maybe even next year, the year after, he's going to be a head coach. Um, we, we we deserve to – you know, he, they deserve better, that whole defensive unit as a whole. Um, I feel like th this game, I just can't stress enough how important it is to, you know, come out with this win. Um We've. When's the last time we even defeated the Raiders? It was. It was years ago. It's been. I think like two years now. I believe. I, I, yeah, I believe you were right. I think the last time we beat uh, the Raiders. Let's see here. I'm actually gonna have to. Usually, I have this shit on the top of my head, but I'm gonna have to look this up. I believe it might have been 2019. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I believe the last game we defeated the Raiders was um. The uh, Shelby Harris pick, what wasn't it? A, or no, he bat. I'm sorry, he batted the two point conversion. I believe that's the last time we de we defeated the Raiders. I believe so. Let me check here. I want to make sure. And it it sucks because it feels like it's becoming one of those things with it the is. Chiefs were. Yep. Shelby, yeah. Last yeah last one against the Raiders was the Shelby Harris pick. Uh, we won sixteen to fifteen. Yeah, uh, and 
that that was honestly yeah, it was one of my favorite games to watch as a Broncos fan. But um, it's just becoming one of those things where you know we haven't beat the Chiefs since 2015. So this is it's a big. I know the players um, is you know especially Bradley Tubb was talking in his um, his uh, presser today about how he hates the Raiders and he you know he can't stand them and there's very few teams he hates in the NFL. But you know the Raiders are the top of his list, and so I feel like the you know if the Broncos can rally and. Um, just understand the importance of this rivalry to not only, um, you know, within the division and the, you know, the, the playoff chances and all that, but also to the fan base, you know, if they can just, you know, find it in their hearts to, um, you know, play to their capabilities of Nathaniel Hackett can call a great game. Um, if we can, you know, stay disciplined um, and just, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett and um, this entire coaching staff is putting together, a great game plan. It's just going to all come down to execution. That's been the that's been the biggest three in the last the last few weeks. We saw the the, the defense execute a great game plan on Sunday night against the 49ers. If the offense can do the same thing, and you know both phases of this uh, team can you know mesh well together and just complement each other and get off to a hot start offensively, unlike we haven't been able to do. I think we definitely will be in a great position to go uh, three and one to start the season. It will feel amazing. You know, the Raiders, oh my God, Raiders. Just talking about the whole rivalry stand part of this, Raiders fans are the most annoying fans in the entire league. You can debate a wall. I don't, I don't care. I, you know, Cowboys fans can be pretty annoying. I know Giants fans, you know, will be saying the same thing. You know, Cowboys fans are the, you know, worst fans in the NFL debate a wall. I'm telling you, Raiders fans, from a Broncos point of view, and I'm sure Chargers and Chiefs fans can agree, they are so toxic, annoying, and just words I I don't want to say on this podcast, but they they're just re- extremely toxic. That the Raiders are a toxic fan base. Well, yeah, you know, and that's I mean, and that's one thing that I love about rivalry games is all the emotion that's involved. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and I mean, that's that's a great point there. I, I, I would agree with you. But and it's it's not close. I would say uh, the Raider, Raiders fans are definitely the most toxic and uh, I would say also most blatantly idiotic. Yeah, um, like calling us donkeys. Like, I don't I really don't see like any. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. It just sounds stupid. Yeah, you know, and it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that, too, because I mean, if you really think about it, like the other teams in the AFC West, as far as like fan bases go and whatnot, I actually don't think we, we have that bad of a division as far as toxic fans go. I mean, it's, you know, Chiefs fans are definitely like, you know, I think with the, the since the Mahomes era started, I definitely think there's some bandwagon like little kids, uh, you, you know, yeah. that like to talk a lot of shit and stuff, but um, I'd, I'd say, and I actually, I, I respect the Chiefs fan base a lot. You know, I think, I think a good portion of them is just like I said, you know, bandwagon 12 year. Another good portion of it is, uh, you know, like diehard fans that have been fans for decades. And uh, so, I mean, I, I got to say, I respect their fan base as a whole, but, you know, they're definitely getting a little bit chirpy since the Mahomes era started. And I mean, uh, I mean, the, and then the, uh, obviously like the Chargers don't have fans and then. Uh, yeah, they don't I mean, exist. And then Raiders fans, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I think this has always been, at least for, uh, I think, the inner division rivalries, I think the Raiders has always been um, definitely the most, uh, the most volatile rivalry that we have. Um, 
and, and I, I think it would definitely, and that's, you know, and that's what I want to see from us in this game. Not only like, I, again, like I said, you know, I don't want to see us, uh, coast our, like, I don't, I don't want to see us, uh, I don't want to see anything r- r- like even comparable to the last three weeks, you know? Um, I mean, of course, I mean, a win is a win, but I mean, what I really want to see in this game, especially with it being a rivalry game is I want to see us go out there and make a statement. Um, I, I, I don't just want to see us get by, by a field goal or, uh, or even a touchdown. Like I, I want to see us go out there and win a game convincingly. Um, because I know this team is capable of it and, and well, and just like, you know, and like we've talked about on previous pods, you know, through, like through the first two weeks, we were, uh, Set we we ranked seventh in total offense and then first in yards per drive, um, and we we lost week one and just barely got out of a really close game week two because we were shooting ourselves in the foot with fundamental issues like uh, game management, awful decision making, and I, I definitely think there was a mix of questionable play calling in there as well. But I mean, regardless of the point, you know, like we we did not have any trouble moving the ball through like throughout those first two weeks. And then week three, it was all, it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it was so weird because it was, it was the exact opposite of what we had seen in the previous two weeks. Uh, we cleaned up the game management mm-hmm. errors. We cleaned up the, the fundamental issues. Um, but the, and, and I mean, I, I can't really point to any specific play calling that I thought was questionable off the top of my head. Uh, we're, we're so far removed, removed from it, but. Um, you know, and that, but that game, the offense just couldn't move the ball. And I, and I mean, I definitely think some penalties and, uh, some penalties killed some, uh, really promising drives, but I mean, but I mean, you're going to have that almost on a game to game basis. I mean, you're going to have penalties and I mean, but last game at overall, um, we, we just could not move the ball until the fourth quarter. And, um, I think, but looking at this game, I think this is, giving us everything we need to have a get right game offensively. And then obviously you want to see the continued, uh, just, you want to see the defense continue to dominate the way that they have. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think this game, I think this falls, uh, to us perfectly. I think this is the perfect game we need to get right. And, uh, I, I gotta say, um, I mean, if, of course I'll be happy, like I said, a win's a win, I'll be happy if we get the win, but uh, like I, I want to see, I want to see a convincing win. I don't, I don't just want to see a, a a half-assed performance, and then you, you know, you get lucky and coast to a win. Uh, and obviously, I mean, regardless, I mean, any any way you put it, if we lose this game, obviously something has gone wrong. And uh, I, I just this is this is a must-win in so many, you know, in so many ways. And I I I think this is the week, um, you know, hack it. You know, we got uh, we got the the game management consultant, so that should not be an issue anymore for Hackett. He can give us full attention to the offense, and this is just a mat like on paper. I mean, this is a matchup that favors us in just about every way possible. Um, so I really, I think this is the last week I'm giving Hackett and this offense to get it together. Uh, you know, I. I just if we if we cannot perform offensively for a fourth week in a row, um, I think there are some definite issues beyond just new offense, new QB, new coach. I mean, this is four, you've had four weeks and not only now 
like I and I've said it a million times, just such a uh, favorable matchup. Uh, Hackett has everything he needs to go out there and show people who he is as a, as a play caller and as a head coach. So uh, I I think if we don't see it this week, if we see anything um, comparable from the last three weeks to this week, I I think that there's some definite concerns. And I I would have to say um, if, if we don't get that outcome, I would definitely have to say my, my confidence for us, as far as the overall, um, the overall uh, feeling for the season, I, I would say my confidence will drop significantly if it hasn't already. Yeah, no, and that's what I was saying early on. Like, um, I feel and that that kind of ties in. You know, I was, uh, I would be upset about this team not winning this game because you know they've everything's built up to this moment. Um, you you have to ask yourself at some point, okay, you know, when is this offense going to get going? Like, we have the pieces. You know, Broncos country has been waiting for a big offensive game for three you know three and a half weeks now um and you know it's about it's about time you know we're going up against one of the worst defenses in the nfl um you know they're all giving up 26 points per game um they have nate hobbs their best corner probably their best player in the secondary injured um you know he's really the only the the only light there on you know their their defense chandler jones is a free agent bust so far um max crosby is obviously a beast um and you know their their offensive our our offensive line has been pretty playing pretty good. Um, obviously you know as a as an offense, I'm sure Russell Wilson would get guys right, and they won't underestimate that team. But you know going against the Raiders, we have to get this win. You know everything, like I said, everything's built up to this moment. Um, we have to you know go in there and get this victory. Um, if I if if I want to be more opt, and I don't blame you if we want to be more optimistic about this win. Um, you know, it would have to be, you know, a full team complete win. It wouldn't have to be because, you know, we're tired of seeing this defense carry the team and, you know, get victories because of one, you know, aspect of the game. It's getting it's getting annoying. Obviously, I love to see, you know, wins. Obviously, you know, get super excited. I got, you know, super excited even after 11 to 10 win over the 49ers. But, you know, you know, there's different ways to take a win. Um, but overall, you'd be more satisfied and more optimistic about your franchise heading forward if the whole team, you know, all three phases, um, you know, plays to their potential. I, you know, I hope Hackett can utilize Russ and Judy and Javante, um, you know, more, you know, more efficiently this week. Um, I I just want to see the offense put on, you know, a great showing uh, heading into this game. Um, But yeah, Taking a slight pause on our preview for this uh, Raiders game, we're going to go ahead and jump into another segment of fantasy football with Trayton. Um, super excited. You know, last week this went really well. Obviously, you guys had some good um, questions. You know, uh, obviously, if you guys aren't following me on Instagram at Broncos Avenue, make sure you are. Um, I post a little questionnaire on my story where you guys enter your uh, questions for any fantasy football advice, starter sit suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so for our first question, we have Daniel asking uh, for, uh, by the way, you know, Daniel, back with another question. I remember you uh, asking a question last week. What's up, Daniel? Um, he asks, should I start or sit Devontae Smith this week? Um, I believe the Eagles are, they're going up against Jacksonville. How do, how do you think, what, what do you think? Um, well, one, one disclaimer I would like to put out for the people uh, putting in fantasy questions for the pod. Um it's really hard for me to make a starter sit decision without like another option. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like, I would really have to see who else is on your bench. Um, but looking at the, 
looking at the schematical matchup uh, with Philly and uh, Jacksonville this week, you know, I, I really do love the matchup uh, Smith is going to get and the way that they're going to have to use him. You know, they're going to, I mean, they're going to throw him in the slot. Just, and uh, I mean, and looking at, I mean, uh, Tyson Campbell, definitely a, a great corner for Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, I, and, and Jacksonville does play a lot of man. So I think it's fair to say that he's going to be uh, shadowing A.J. Brown most of that game. So uh, I, I definitely do love the matchup for Smith. I think he's going to see a lot of targets like he did last week. I'm not sure if you're going to see the same uh, upside from him. But I, I do think that uh, as far even between the two, I would even argue just as far as like schematically, I would even argue Devontae Smith might even be a better start than uh, A.J. Brown this week. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would definitely I, I love Devontae as a start this week. Um, I think I, I definitely think that's a great matchup. Um, I'm not sure about the upside that we saw last week, but I definitely think uh, he's going to be a solid, you know, 15 to 20 point uh fantasy performer so yeah i going off of little information i would i i would say he's a start um but it, i mean it depends on who else you have available so yeah smith kind of looked like a fantasy bust through those first two weeks but man he went off last week when he, when this guy gets targets he's absolute monster and he's impossible to defend i mean he, he's got serious hops um Next question is Jamin Stoll. He asks, should I start Sutton against the Raiders or Garrett Wilson against the Steelers? I'm not sure. Oh, that is actually that that is a really good question. Um I think the upside if you're looking for upside, uh, you know, if you're going to need a pretty a pretty stout performance from uh from everyone, you know, if you're if you have a pretty tough matchup this week, uh, fantasy wise, I, I think Garrett Wilson might be the start. And I, I just I have a little bit of hesitation with Wilson now that uh, Zach Wilson is going to be back in the mix. Um, he's been I think he's been confirmed to start against Pittsburgh this week. So um, I, I and I, you know, I assume that Garrett Wilson is going to remain. I, I think he's going to stay at roughly the same level of production. But, you know. With the quarterback change and with Zach Wilson, you know, it's, I mean, this is technically his week one. So um, still, you know, getting into the fold of the offense and just what, from what we saw last year from him, um, I think there is some level of concern. I think there's a very real chance that he drops a dud this week. And then just looking at the matchup on paper for Sutton, that is a beautiful matchup for fantasy. And so I, I would have to say, uh, I, I would definitely go with Sutton just because I think he's the safest option. Uh, you know he's going to produce, and you know he's going to get uh, a, a good number of targets. So I would definitely say Sutton, but if you're looking for the upside, I would go with Wilson. Yes, sir. All aboard the Cortland Sutton train. Um, the next question is Bron- my boy, Broncos Basics. He asks, should I start J- Justin Jefferson or Equanimeous St. Brown this week? <laughs> Wait, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I'm no expert, but I, my, my, I just got a gut feeling I would go with Jefferson. <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder what leads you to that uh, response. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, that's a that that that's a question I never thought I would get, but yeah, uh, de- definitely go with just uh, Jefferson there. That you know, just a hunch. <laughs> uh, I love your Broncos base. Thanks for supporting the podcast, for real. Uh, oh, wait, Ryan, that was Broncos base. Yeah, Broncos base. Okay, that makes sense then. <laughs> okay, that 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 checks out. Uh, um. Next, we have Ryan Anderson uh, asks, should I start Christian Kirk or Cortland Sutton? Obviously, Christian Kirk going up against the Eagles. Ooh, that, that's a really good one. Um, I, again, I think this is kind of a similar one to, uh, to Garrett Wilson. Um, I, I think the upside is there with Kirk, and I, I, just, I absolutely just love that matchup for Sutton. Um, I think there's a very real chance he goes off this week. Um, but also I, 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 I hate the matchup for Kirk this week, you know, with Slay and Bradbury, but, um, I just, with the way that they use him in that offense, I, I, I would tend to lean Kirk on this one. Okay. Okay. Um, and for the last segment wrapping, uh, I'm sorry for the last question, wrapping up this segment, we have Huddy Heiko asks, should I start AJ Brown or Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase kind of, I have him in fantasy. He kind of was a dud last week. You know, and that's, that's a really tough one. Um, You know, I like the matchup for Brown a lot better, but I, I just, and I mean, I mean, obviously normally I would, I would say Jamar Chase is a must start every week. And even I, 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 I'm assuming if, if you have AJ Brown and Jamar Chase both on your team and uh, I mean, I, I would say you're even lucky to have them both as your wide receiver one and wide receiver two and a receiver heavy draft. So I'm assuming this isn't a very deep league, but it, I mean, if AJ Brown is somehow like, if you're even considering him on your bench, um, I mean, I would say they're both a must start, but if you're even asking the question, so I would assume this isn't a very deep league. I just, uh, J- Jamar has been a dud the last few weeks, but, I mean, I, I just can't there, – there's, uh, th- there's nothing that you can do to convince me not to start him. I think Jamar is a must-start every week. Um, and, and I think, I mean, uh, there was definitely encouraging signs last week. I think the Spangles' offense is really going to get it figured out. Um, I don't love the matchup going up against Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. But, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's Jamar Chase. I would I would say definitely roll with Jamar. Uh, I think he has the upside in too. Not only that, I mean I think he even just if even if he gives you a fifteen point game, you know I think that's consistent production in PPR. So I, I yeah I would have to roll with Chase here. I, I think he's a must start every week. Love it, Ed. I'm sure uh, us Jamar Chase fantasy owners love to hear that. Um, and so that wraps up that segment. Uh, make sure every week you guys keep up with my Instagram story to uh, ask your fantasy questions with a chance to be uh, featured on our pregame uh, episodes. Super fun doing those, um, uh, as always. And so I'm um, kind of wrapping up this episode. Uh, we have our score predictions um, and our standout players. So um, just like every week, uh, last week, by the way, hey, man, I predicted PS2 having a ball game. Um, you predicted court having a ball game. We're kind of we're kind of hitting these man right on the bullseye. Um, so time for another uh, chance at um, 
doing these. We have a so what do you what do you think offensively, defensively? Who's going to have the be, the best game for the Broncos? Um, I think offensively, statistically, I, uh, statistically, I definitely yeah. think I can. I definitely think uh, I could see Judy in just with the matchup because I think if Hob if Hobbs plays, you know, the Raiders play a lot of man, so. Um, I could definitely see Hobbs being on court most of the game. And I mean, even though Nate Hobbs is definitely a great corner, I, I like, I, I think that's still a very favorable matchup for court. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. That could be my bias, but uh, I, I still think that's a great matchup for him, but I definitely do think that uh, we could really see Jerry Judy uh, be involved this week. Yes. You know? And I, and I, you know, and actually uh, this is, kind of going off topic, but I think one, one last thing I want to point out on this game, as far as the matchups go is I think uh, you can definitely tell that court and Russ just chemistry wise. Um, I, and like, even like some of Russ's throws where you can tell those were anticipatory throws, um, mm-hmm. you know, Russ just throwing it in the window before the guy's even there. He's just hope like hoping that he, that he is. I, I definitely think that court I well and I I don't even think it's a not really even an opinion if you've watched any of the games I, I I think you can definitely see that the chemistry between court and Sutton is I think that's probably a lot better established than it is with Judy and Russ um and that's normal you know I think you know Judy's a, still a very young receiver but I think this week could be the week where we really really see uh Russ and Judy start to click just because of the matchups and uh, so I, I'm going to go with Judy. I think he's going to have a game on offense. And then uh, defensively, I, I, I think this is another Rand, uh, Randy Gregory game. Love it. I've been telling people, and go back to off, talking about uh, Judy and Sutton. I've been telling people, people have been damning me, asking all offseason who they should take in um, in fantasy, uh, Judy or Sutton, and who's going to be the, you know, the number one target for us this season. I kept saying Sutton. I mean, you could see, you could tell in the off season that he was going to Sutton a lot more often. They just have a, they have, I've been saying it, they've been, they have a much more established and strong, stronger connection and bond, Um, you know, dating all the way back to, uh, you know, right after he got traded here, they were getting a lot of reps there in, um, at his uh, house, you know, Sutton, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, stir anything, but, you know, Sutton was there more than Judy was. Um, I know Judy had stuff with the arrest going on and that's, that's kind of why. Um, but yeah, Sutton and Russ just have a better connection. Um, and so, but here's, here's the thing. So I want to kind of get my predictions here. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think Jerry Judy is going to have the biggest game for the Broncos on offense this week. Um, if it might be Russ, but I'm going to go ahead and say Judy, um, Sutton has been a beast, but I feel like Judy's game is coming. Um, and here's what, here's why I think Sutton, like you said, he has a favorable matchup and that's just cause Sutton's a beast. But I feel like with them going up against a weaker secondary than they have in the past weeks, um, Jerry Judy is due for a big game just because there'll be more busts in coverage. Um, his route running is superb. It's above, it's just above, above elite status. Um, and I, I feel like it's just, he's due for one of those big games and, um, Obviously, like you said, there was that one play in this uh, San Fran game where 
uh, Russ kind of looked to his left, and then it was on that touchdown drive. And as soon as he looked to his right, that ball was already coming out, and it was a beautiful back shoulder to Sutton. They have that ke- that chemistry down, but I feel like this week Judy's going to be so wide open that Russ is going to kind of find his rhythm with Judy and kind of you know build some in-game chemistry with him. Um, I do like Judy a lot this week. I feel like, um, obviously, some of us saw that uh, Twitter beef between him and Shannon Sharp, which I thought was hilarious. Um, he, he he proceeded to uh, quote tweet Shannon Sharp and say that his uh, breast smells like his ass, which I thought was hilarious. Um, well, I don't you know. know I, I actually want to address that, uh, too. Mm-hmm. That uh, that comment from Shannon Sharp. I actually, I mean, I, I, mean, I know it's not like he was giving really any uh, like top tier analysis there or anything. But one thing I'd like to point out is like how he said that he does all this route running in the off season and can't catch, uh, can't catch a ball. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, they're, they're like, and I, I hate saying this because I love Shannon Sharp, but um, you know, I, that, that, like that was probably one of the dumbest things that he possibly could have said. Yeah. It was because, boneheaded. Um, and, and I mean, and I, I'll have to go back and rewatch the game again. I've already rewatched it twice, but um, you know, and, and just like on, uh, in the, the specific play that he tweeted that out after, um, it was the, it was just like a, a short crosser to Judy where, uh, and, and that was not like, that was not a Judy issue. Uh, that was a, like, that was like the, the timing and communication was off there. Uh, that wasn't just like he was wide open and just went right through his hands. Uh, that's an offensive issue. And I mean, yes, there is some blame on Judy, but that's just as much on Russ as, as it is Judy. And then the deep ball, I mean, and I'll give it to him because Russ threw an absolute rainbow of a ball. Um, and it, I mean, and he dropped it right where he needed to. But, you know, like we always say, game of, uh, game of inches, go back and watch it. And uh, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what uh, 49ers defensive back was, was in uh, coverage on that play. But you can see the 49ers defensive back just barely gets a finger on it. And exactly. So, I mean, and, and, it, and it does, but it changes, it changed the trajectory of the ball. And I mean, so that I, like, that's not, that's not a pass that I like, I'm not expecting Judy to catch that after you see that the defender got a hand on it, you know, uh, that, I mean, Russ put that ball right where it needed to be. Uh, Judy ran a perfect route, you know, and, and I, he got uh, just the right amount of separation that he needed. Um, I actually like I was really encouraged last week from what I saw from Judy uh, getting open is not a problem. I think with Judy, it's definitely like communication errors. And that's just, like I said, that's just as much on Russ as it is uh, Jerry. So uh, I, I definitely and I definitely think just like things like that, the communication, the chemistry, things of that sort. I think as we get uh, later into the season, I think we're going to see things like that improve. And, uh, and, and, you know, one, one little, uh, last thing I want to say before I give it back to you is, uh, um, you know, and obviously like I, KJ Hamler is not my prediction, but I, I really want to see at least something from him this week. Yeah. It's you know, crazy. Um, I, I gotta say, I mean, I, you know, I know he, uh, he, he did miss week two, right? I'm sorry. Uh, KJ, he, he, he was out for week two, I believe. Right. Week two. Yes. He was out week two. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I'll give it to him because I'd say, you know, in the Seahawks game, there there was that one uh, where he kind of burnt uh, Tariq Woolen, and, but and it was a holding call, so he didn't, he wasn't able to make the catch. Um, but so I mean, I guess you could see the speed and the separation was still there. But I mean, you know, 
KJ has, I mean, I'd say he was off to a pretty hot start to the 2021 season before the ACL injury. But, um, you know, I, after like last night or not last night, uh, Sunday was not encouraging for KJ at all. I, I, I don't even know if he got targeted once aside from the, the one uh, deep ball on the free play. And I mean, then I don't even consider that a target rest, just chucked it up. And I mean, that wasn't an accurate ball at all. So, uh, you know, I, I really do want to see something from KJ this week. I, I don't need him to go off for 150 and two touchdowns, even just like a, a 50 to 70 yard game would be amazing to see from him. Yeah. KJ, he, uh, he only saw 19 snaps last week. Um, and obviously Kendall Henson had the start and he, uh, he, he received zero, uh, zero, uh, targets, um, minusing obviously that free play, like you said, but, um, yeah, I would like to, you know, see him when, you know, with more snaps, there'll be more opportunities. Um, uh, right now, Russ is just relying too much on Sutton and isn't giving uh, his much other the receivers an opportunity, and you know that that obviously he's not going to throw to other receiver, receivers if they're you know they're you know you know not. cover they're they're in, they're being a, like smothered in coverage. So um, yeah, obviously he's not going to throw throw passes like those. But um, KJ Hamler, obviously we want to see more from him. He's obviously uh, that you know in the draft John Elway double dipped on wide receivers. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, it's looking like it wasn't the best decision, but I'm still, I'm still giving them, you know, the benefit of the doubt they've dealt with, you know, injuries and bad quarterback play. And, um, right now in their points of their, their career, um, you, you do want to see them take off, but at the same time, they, they don't have too much experience under their belt. Um, especially with, you know, uh, above average quarterback play. Um, and we finally have a good uh, QB in Russ. They just, the offense needs to put it together and get that chemistry down. Um, you know, same thing is with uh, Judy, like we were talking about. We need to see, um, you know, more of them being on the same page. Obviously, like you said, communication has been an issue. We saw um, one of the plays um, where G- G- he thought Judy was going to run like an out route, and he kind of just stopped, and he ended up throwing it to the outs- um, to the outside left part of the field, and um, it was way, way off target. It was um, just a miscommunication uh, on their their part, but um, – I just want to see more this week, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna kind. Of, I, I want to say Jerry Judy is gonna have a, you know, kind of a takeoff uh, game this week. And uh, defensively, I, I want to go ahead. Um, there's definitely a few uh, players I could pick from here. Um, I'm thinking the, the Raiders have a they have a solid interior offensive line. So I I don't know if I would go with Draymond Jones or even Deshaun Williams or um, DJ Jones if he's ready to go. Obviously, DJ Jones is in the concussion protocol. His status is up in the air, but I'm expecting him to be ready for this one. But um, I can see – a lot of people may expect uh, other people to say PS2. I'm going to go ahead and stay away from that one. I think um, Devontae is due for a big game. I think it's going to be pretty – it's going to be – a big matchup between them two. If PS2 locks down Devontae, which I think Devontae is going to be in motion a lot, he's kind of he's going to get a, um, some different looks on our different members in our secondary. It's going to be it's going to be a a joint effort to contain him. But if PS2 can lock down Devontae on the routes that he's running against him, I will not I will not be hesitant to say that PS2 has been the best corner in the NFL this year. Um, he obviously looks like it right now, but. Um, for for me to so like confidently say that 
I would be um, I, I, I like would need to see a big game from him against Devontae this week. Obviously, in my opinion, Devontae is still the best wide out in the league, even through the the um, the struggles early in the season. Um, obviously, Jay Jettas is struggling a little bit um, statistically, but those are still like the top two wide outs in the league. Um, if he can lock down Devontae, holy cow, that will be insane. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out. I think Caden Stearns might have a really good game. But I'm going to go ahead and pick um, Randy Gregory for this one. I think Randy Gregory is uh, due, with, due for a big game. Um, like you said, Colton Miller is uh, not looking like he's going to be active for this one. So um, I think Randy Gregory is going to have another really solid showing for the Denver Broncos defense. Well, yeah, and too, uh, you know, I and I actually I'm not and I'm not too sure about Miller because he he was a limited participant today, and you know, there's still mm-hmm. there's definitely still some time left. Yeah, um, for sure. I, but yeah, you know, obviously, if he doesn't play, that's a huge advantage for the Broncos, um, and I, I think if that's the case, I think Derek Carr could really have a rough day, and I, I and even mm-hmm. if he plays, I I think Derek Carr could have a really rough day too. Um, you know, I, I think Randy Gregory could really, uh, you know, Colt and Colton Miller, I think he's a very, very solid tackle, definitely above average. But I, I mean, uh, I, I could say the same about Trent Williams as well. And uh, even um, even uh, Trent Williams and uh, shit, who was the 49ers uh, right tackle? I, I'm uh, Mike, Mike McGlinchey. Uh, well, OK, yeah, McGlinchey. And I mean, and even McGlinchey, I mean, uh, I think he's definitely fallen off a little bit, but I, I'd mm-hmm. say he's, I, I'd say he's still a, a serviceable NFL tackle. And, uh, and I mean, and Gregory gave him a headache all day long. So yeah. um, I, I definitely think even, even regardless of whether Miller plays, I, I think that Raiders offensive line is going to be definitely outmatched. Um, and even the interior, of course, the interior is stronger than, uh, the stronger than their tackles, but I mean, I just, I am so high on this defense. I, I think it's going to be, I think, I think it has the potential to be a really rough day for the, uh, for the Raiders offense. For sure. If they can stack, you know, performance like last week, just stack these performances, they will uh, definitely um, continue to be the best defense in the league. I was, you know, talking to someone the other day um, and just the fact that, We've seen in the past from this Denver Broncos team where the defense is able to put up good drives, but eventually after poor offensive play, they eventually give out. And, you know, obviously our defense is on the field for a while um, after, you know, our offense just could not get going. They kept stalling multiple times. Once you see that in the defense, they're eventually going to give out and they're going to be, you know, the offense is going to exploit them. But we did not see that at all from this Denver Broncos defense. They just kept holding their own at the end. Those last two 49ers offensive drives, they turned it over on both times, even though the defense was on the field for such a long time. Um, obviously, the 49ers offense kept stalling just like ours. But, the, man, our defense definitely looked better than theirs. And we just we, – we look so elite right now. And it just – it's giving you those 2015 vibes where, you know, this defense is really um, – you know, carrying that team, especially with uh, Peyton Manning, um, you know, getting on the older side, which he eventually ended up retiring. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from this defense. This is exactly what I imagined it would be. And we only got better from last year. It's just so awesome to see that with um, Averro being here and, you know, fans thinking that our defense would take a, a toll after Vic Fangio left. And I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people who thought 
um, maybe our defense wouldn't be as good. But, man, Randy Gregory and D.A. Jones have been absolute splash, just some of the best offseason signings in free agency by any team uh, this league on defense. So it's just great to see that. And so uh, I want to wrap up today's episode real quick. Uh, score prediction for this game. Score prediction. I'm going to get a little ambitious here. I think I got uh, – or, well, I guess this may not be too ambitious. After I've watched the last uh, last three weeks, I should probably go with a more realistic prediction. I'm going to go uh, Broncos 28, Raiders uh, 17. Okay, okay. Um, to me, it's, it's hard to – you know, like we've said, this offense on paper um, should dominate, should give, you know, the defense – uh, Raiders defense some trouble. It should be an easy matchup for them. Um, but also, I don't know if it would be realistic seeing this being like a close game. Obviously, all three of our games to start the season have been close. Um, I don't know. For a fourth straight week in a row, it would be another close, low-scoring affair. Um, I feel like on paper, this should be a dominant matchup. Um, I feel like the, if the Raiders get the best of us, it's going to be close to double digits. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I really could see it going either way. Go ahead and take um, the Broncos in this one, uh, 20, 24 to 16. Um, obviously, that, you know, that isn't super dominant of a, you know, a score. It's not double digits, but uh, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to come to the point where the Raiders are two within striking distance. It's going to come down to, you know, they need to make a touchdown, a two-point conversion. I'm going to go ahead and just stay on the neutral side here and pick the Broncos 24 to 16. But I'm not, I'm absolutely not sleeping on the fact that, you know, um, I, I hate to be pessimistic, but I um, I would not be surprised if the Raiders were, you know, the, they're obviously coming to this one hungry. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders just don't deny um, going, you know, just don't let themselves go 0-4 and, and just take this one from us, especially at home. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um, be optimistic here and pick the Broncos 24-16. to um, So with that being said, that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow on Apple and Spotify. Uh, we are going to YouTube soon uh, for this podcast. We'll be having episodes on there soon. So be sure to uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure to keep leaving a rating. I appreciate everybody's support. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, until this next one, hopefully, you know, we're uh, next episode, we'll be having immediate reactions. So stay on lookout for that. Hopefully, we are, uh, me, Trayton, and I are super excited that we won this one and we're at three and one. Um, but yeah, with that being said, um, that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.